Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. I am so excited to be with you guys because I have a message for you that's something that's been on my heart for the last couple of years. It's on the topic of prayer and specifically how to pray throughout your day, how to pray throughout your day. So I'm pretty excited about this because this is something that's really been in my heart and in my life the last couple of years. But I want to start off with sharing with you a story of something that happened to us a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And we had some friends in church and they had young adult, teenage kids about the same age as our kids. And so one of the things that they said that they were doing is that they had taken Fridays to fast and pray for their family. We thought, what a great idea. You know, that would be something that we could incorporate. What a great idea to take that one day. I mean, our kids were teenagers. At that time, we needed a lot of prayer, as you can imagine. And so we thought, okay, that day works out really well with us. We're going to fast and pray for our kids on Fridays. And so what Dennis and I agreed to do is we would fast. We'd go off in different directions for the day. We'd both be fasting. We'd both be praying as we were in our different corners for the day. And then around five o'clock or whenever we were finished our day, we'd come together then. And if we're going to go to eat for date night or whatever, then we would pray on the way to date night. So this is one of the things we decided we were going to do on Fridays. And it worked out really well for us. And then one Friday, I was on my way to town. And as I was on my way to town, I remembered, okay, I'm fasting today. I'm praying today. And so I started praying for our kids. And one of our kids in particular really came to mind. In fact, I felt like God wanted me to pray for his safety. So I had no other reason to pray for it, but just came to mind. So I prayed for his safety and just prayed over him. And then I went around about the rest of my evening and didn't really think much of it. And then that night, about 10 o'clock at night, Dennis and I got a phone call that our son had been in a serious car accident and he was on the way to the hospital. So what ended up happening is he and his friend were coming home from youth group. They were going to a restaurant and on their way to the restaurant, another driver ran a red light and smashed into them and T-boned them into a light light standard. It was a really serious accident. They went to the hospital. They were seriously hurt, but it could have been so much worse. And I'm so glad that that day I had taken that time to pray and I was listening to the Holy Spirit and thank God for the power of prayer. Amen? Amen. So that was, I'm so glad we did that. Yeah, thank God for that. Could have been so much worse. So today I want to give you a desire and an appetite for prayer. I really want to give you a desire today and an appetite for prayer. It's changed my life so much. The past few years, prayer has been a bigger part of my life. It's been so much bigger the last few years, but what has changed? What's really changed is I've learned how to incorporate prayer through my everyday. I've learned how to incorporate prayer all day long through my day. But what is prayer? Prayer is nothing more than talking to God. Prayer is nothing more than talking to God. It's not complicated. And we're all created for prayer. I believe that within us, we're all created to prayer. When you think about it, all cultures pray, all religions pray. People that say they're agnostic or atheists pray when they're in trouble. We all are wired for prayer on the inside of us. We're all wired for prayer. Everybody prays. God has wired you in your DNA. You are created with a desire to talk to God. First, in Ecclesiastes 3.11, it says, God has planted eternity in the human heart. 
What does that mean? God has planted eternity in the human heart. This scripture means that you have a natural drive or desire in you that knows there's gotta be more to life than this. There's gotta be more to life. I think I always knew that there's gotta be more to life than this. God has wired within us to search for him and he's wired with us a desire to talk to him through prayer. So human beings are naturally wired within us to pray. We are created for a relationship with God and we get that through prayer. You're created for a relationship with God and you get that through prayer. But you know, there's a few misconceptions about prayer. Um, There's a number of them actually. The first one is prayer is not a magic wand. So prayer is not a magic wand. And you know, what that means is we just don't wave prayer over a situation and things just magically and mystically, you know, we have the right words and things just disappear, things just change. And this kind of happened to me when I was a brand new Christian. And I had been a Christian for a couple of months and I was in university and things had been busy. So I had this big essay due one day and I hadn't started it and it was due the next day. So eight, 10 page essay. And I, you know, I thought, okay, I'll just stay up all night and I'll push through it and I'll get that essay done. Well, coming to later in the evening, I was pretty tired and I thought, I just need to go to bed. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll put a stack of papers on my desk and my pen and I'll just believe, I'll pray over it. In the morning, my essay will be done. I seriously thought this. <laughs> and uh, of course, as I woke up in the morning, my essay was do- not done. But I mean, that just, that's how sometimes we think. Sometimes we just think that we just pray over something and we don't have to do our part and just God will magically do it. You know, I hear people talk about that. I hear people say, you know, that, that they just expect God just to do something for them. And, and, you know, I've heard, they used to have back in the day, they used to have these things called debt cancellation services, which I hated the name of that because it just sounded like you go out to church, you pray over your your debt and it's gone. No, we got to do our part. You know, and the other thing I hear sometimes people come to me and say, can you pray that I get a job? And desperately, like, if you just pray, I'll get a job. And I'm thinking, what are you doing on your part to look for that job? You know, just, I always just say, so what are you doing to look? You know, so, but we, people just think that prayer it's this, this magic wand that you just wave over something that's gonna happen. God wants us to do our part as well. The next thing is prayer is not a fire extinguisher. Prayer is not a fire extinguisher. And what do I mean by that? We have, a, we have fire extinguishers in our house, thankfully. And we, know we have them tucked away under a cabinet or in a closet because we only pull them out in case of an emergency. We only pull out the fire extinguisher in the case of an emergency. And I think that's what people think prayer is like so many times. I think people think that prayer is one of those things that you only bring out for the big issues. I used to think that God only cared about the big issues, that he only wanted me to pray for world peace or something like that, or big world issues. But God is a father and he cares about all the little things in our lives. In fact, in the Lord's prayer, the one that Jesus told us to pray, it starts with our father because God is our father. And what does a parent do? A parent cares about all the the little things in a child's life. Every single little thing that concerns the child, the parents care about it. So if a kid loses like the smallest piece of Lego, the whole family is running around the house looking for that little thing. Their heart is crushed because they lost a little McDonald's toy. A good parent cares about everything that the child cares about. And that's the same with Father God with us. God cares about the things that we care about. God is like that. He cares about all the things in your life, big and small. It's for everyday things that we can encounter or face. You know, a few years ago, I, had a, um, I have a friend and she was going through, a number of years ago, she was going through a really tough time. 
She was just, there was just a big crisis in their lives and their work and in all different areas of their lives, there was just a, there was a huge crisis that they were facing. And it was really difficult. And it was really emotionally difficult as we were walking them through this. And during that time, they, they had this wonderful cat that she really loved. And this cat was a really spe- a special cat. She was just really a part of their family. She'd been part of their family for many years. And during that time when she was going through this crisis, their cat wandered away and they didn't see their cat for a few days. And they're living in the big city and, you know, like a cat wandering away in the big city, you know, you're not really sure you're going to get that cat back. So as, as, as it had been a couple of days, we were pr- getting pretty concerned. And in my heart, I thought, you know what, with everything my friend's going through, she can't lose her cat on top of this. So what I do every day, several times a day, I was praying for the cat. I was praying for the cat came back. And I'll, I'm not gonna lie, I felt really stupid some days praying for a cat. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm praying for a cat. But anyways, every day I was praying for the cat. And miraculously, the cat walked in the door about a week later, looking pretty rough, uh, like she'd been through, locked in a, way in a cupboard or something. But the cat came back. And you know, that was just an answer to prayer. Because if it was important to her, it's important to God as well. And so that's how God wants us to pray is just all, all these little things that we encounter or face. The next thing is prayer is not a tug of war. And what do we mean by that? What do I mean by that is God's not out there and you have to convince God to do something for you. He's not out there. And I hear people sometimes say, in their prayers, you hear them kind of plead with God, like, please, God, please, God, please, God. You know, kind of like our kids used to do us when, when they were younger, please, please, please. That's begging God because we really don't believe that God wants to do things for us. We don't have to convince God to do something for you. God is not there holding out on you. God wants to answer your prayers. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him. God is a good God. He responds to our prayer of faith. We don't have to beg. We need to believe that he can and wants to answer our prayers. And it's not about how you pray. Number four, another misconception, it's not about how you pray. It doesn't have to be special words. I know sometimes people say, you know, I don't wanna pray. I'm feeling uncomfortable with prayer because I don't know how to pray. It's not about what you pray or how long or how eloquent your prayers are. In fact, Jesus' example to us, he just gave such simple, had such simple prayers for some pretty amazing things. Like when he was in the storm and the storm was on the lake and this magnitude storm was there, he just said, peace be still. Very simple prayers. And that's what God wants from us is just very simple prayers. Prayer is as simple as talking to God, having an honest conversation with him. Matthew 6, 7, it says, and when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't, you don't have to use meaningless repetition. You don't have to have a set prayer that you pray. You're not gonna be heard that way. You're only gonna be heard for your simple words. Jesus was our example of prayer and he very simply talked to God. His prayers were very simple. So how do we incorporate prayer into our everyday lives? Because we're so busy. So how do we get prayer? I know a lot of people think, I always thought I don't have time for prayer. Prayer is boring, whenever but we can begin to incorporate prayer into our everyday lives. The great thing about prayer is Jesus didn't leave us there guessing how to pray and how to to pray. He gave us a really good example of how to pray in Matthew 6, and we call it the Lord's Prayer. 
And hopefully some of you learned it in school. Some of us may be familiar with it. Um, I know in my generation, we actually learned this in public school. Like I didn't go to a religious school, but we actually were taught the Lord's Prayer in school. Grade two, I remember my teacher giving us stickers for memorizing the Lord's Prayer. I'm so glad she did. So hopefully some of you actually have learned the Lord's Prayer too, because it's a great pattern for prayer. And so why don't we say it together? So um, let's read it together, Matthew 6, and hopefully it'll be on the screens for you. There you go. This is then how you should pray. And let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome? How many learned that in school? Did anybody learn? Awesome. Now you can use it throughout your day. So if you haven't learned that, hopefully you can take it to heart and learn it. But this is a pattern. It's not meant to be prayed word for word because prayer is a relationship. And remember, it's talking to God. It's not hard. It's just talking to God. It's not a ritual. So let's look how, how we can take this prayer, take this pattern and personalize it throughout our day. Let's take this pattern and personalize it throughout our whole day. So let's look at how you can pray throughout your day using the Lord's Prayer as your pattern. So the first line is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That first part of the Lord's Prayer is all about a relationship to him. Our Father, first of all, hallowed be your name. So what is that doing? That is setting our day just vertically. That is setting our day just to connect with God. And this is something you could do first thing in the morning. This is something I do before I even get out of bed. I just, you know, I open my eyes or kind of close my eyes, but I'm awake. Um, I just start off with our Father. I just start by recognizing God and honoring God and thanking God for my day, setting the course of my day. First thing I'm doing is not thinking about my problems. I'm thinking about God. And that's what the Lord's Prayer says. Psalm 118, 24 said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is what we can do. We can set our minds on Jesus and just say, you know what, God? This is the day you've made. I'm grateful for waking up. I am grateful for all the things in my life and setting the course of your day to honor God and to recognize God in your lives. Looking forward. And then you look forward to your day with faith and expectancy, starting your day off on a positive note. So you can start the Lord's Prayer in the morning and have it as a running dialogue, like a running conversation. Take this prayer and make it a running conversation throughout your day. So what I, what I do then for the rest of the day is something called habit stacking. Something I do for the rest of the day is something called habit stacking. And I can habit stack my prayers. So if you're not familiar with it, what is habit stacking? Basically, it means you create a new habit by attaching it to something you already do regularly. So you take a habit that you already do and connect a new habit to something you're already doing every day and you begin to do it automatically. And I find for me one habit cues the other habit. So taking something you already do in your normal everyday routine and let's stack prayer on top of our day. So when you go about your day, this is where you can use your daily routines and continuing the Lord's Prayer. So maybe after getting up, your next part of your routine is getting ready going in the shower or whatever you do in the morning, just getting ready in the morning. Take five minutes during that time and have it stack on the next verse of the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom done, your will, your will be done come on earth as it is in heaven. So we can pray for God's will to be done through our day, just turning our day, day over to God and just saying, Jesus, I'm just turning my day over to you. Your will be done in my life, whatever you want me to do today. And maybe something specific that you're going through that day. So a few days ago, I had a friend who I was gonna go visit. And I remember that first time in the morning and many times I'm just, you know, let my mind wander wherever. But I thought, no, this is my time to pray for five minutes. And so I prayed over my visit with her. I prayed for God to comfort her. I prayed for my visit that I would be a source of comfort and strength to her. So take that time, that first few minutes there, just to pray over your day and pray over your everyday life. My next habit after getting ready is I usually put on a head, headphones or earphones and listen to a faith podcast in the morning. If you don't do that, it's just a great way to get your day started because you're getting your coffee and tidying up the kitchen or getting your cereal or whatever. And so I usually listen to a faith podcast in the morning that I go through. And so as I'm listening to this, and then when I'm done that, getting my coffee, I've got my coffee, I sit down and that's my time for devotions. And if you don't already have a devotional time in the morning, I really wanna encourage you to think about doing that. Think about incorporating that somehow into your morning. It could be 15 to 30 minutes, that's what I try to aim for. But if you only have five minutes, start with five minutes. There's lots of different things that you can do. One of the things I do is I'll take my sermon notes from Sunday, my church notes for Sunday, and I'll go over that, write them out, look at some of the scriptures. If there's scripture that stands out to me, I'll look, look that up. Or maybe the podcast I'm listening to, there's some things in it I want to remember. I'll write down some of those scriptures. That'll be part of my devotional time. But one of the best things that I have found is the YouVersion Bible app. And if you don't have the YouVersion Bible app, it has got amazing study guides in it, all different topics that you can take. And a lot of times they take no more than five or 10 minutes. So even if you don't have a lot of time in the morning, do it, do it in the first thing in the morning. If you don't have time first thing in the morning, well, then maybe on the, on, you know, at your first break. When I was a university student, had early, early classes, my first break in the morning would be my Bible study time. So I would encourage you just to begin to incorporate devotional life in the morning if you can. And one of the things I found that works really well, especially if you've only got a few minutes, never think I don't have enough time. So one of the things I do that find, I find really help in a practical way, I'll set a timer on my phone. So there's been times when I'm in a rush that I've had as little as three minutes before I go out the door. But if you set a timer on your phone, the great thing is you're not nervous, you're not distracted looking at the time. You put the timer on and you can just focus on your, your Bible study for the morning. And those, those Bible studies on the YouVersion app can be done really quickly. So just, I wanna encourage you just to try to do that in the morning. And then how you can incorporate prayer into that is a lot of times there's something in that study or something in that devotion that's really stuck out to me. And it's got me to thinking about a prayer I need to pray. And so I will write out my prayers. Writing out your prayers is another really great way to pray. Just, it'll help you to focus. And then when there's some real major things that I'm praying over, I'll put them in the back of a journal. The great thing about doing that is I can look over the years, I can see all the answers to prayer that God has done in our lives. So I wanna encourage you to take that time in the morning to have some devotional time and some prayer time in the morning. So now we're on our way and uh, we're, we've got, you know, we've, we're, gone, we're going to work or going, going wherever we're gonna go. And so this is where I can also put in habit stacking. And this is something that I started a few years ago. This is the first, actually the first habit stack that I did and praying while I'm driving. Now it kind of helps that I'm on a, in the country and the first five minutes is absolutely beautiful. 
But the first five minutes before, I'd be like, okay, do I need to make a phone call? Uh, let me turn on the, the news on the radio. I know that sounds old, but I still like the radio. And, uh, you know, listening to the news or listening to a podcast or whatever. But now I'm like, you know what? That first five minutes of my drive is my prayer time. And that's been one of my best prayer times because when you're driving, you're actually pretty focused. You're not, you know, distracted by things going on in the house. You're looking ahead and you're focused. That first five minutes of my drive has been the greatest prayer time. And having that, when I'm driving, just it's reminding me when those other thoughts come to my head of other things I can be doing. It's like, no, this is my five-minute prayer time. And so I'll pray for my day. I'll pray for meetings that I have. I'll pray for people I'm going to see. I'll pray for things I'm going to be doing. And I'm praying for God to use me. I'm praying for those meetings to go well. I'm praying for God to use me as a witness to other people. So take that first five minutes in the morning when you're driving or wherever you're going, wherever you're going on transit or whatever, take those first five minutes and use that as a prayer time for God, God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done in your life. So let's review. I have prayed first when I woke up. I have prayed as I'm getting ready for God's kingdom to come, his will to be done. I've listened to part of a podcast. I might've written down some notes, done a devotional. It's been a good morning so far, and I prayed on the way. We've started our morning off really well so far, right? So our morning started off really great, but let's keep the prayers going. Let's keep this going for the rest of the day. And that's where we can incorporate the Lord's Prayer throughout the rest of our day. So the next thing we can do is we can pray. Find another time to pray in your day. Maybe there's some time you've got, maybe you've got a break, you know, a coffee break time. Or lunchtime used to be a great time that I would take and go sit somewhere and pray. So the next thing we can pray in the Lord's Prayer is give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. So this isn't just talking about bread, especially since a lot of us are off carbs nowadays. But this is talking about any daily needs in our lives, any of those needs that all of us have. This is a time in the day where you can just, you know, make a list and start to pray over some of the needs that you have. Take that time, like I said, at lunchtime, your break time, whatever, you, you know the moments that you have in your day. I wanna encourage you to take five minutes in those moments and take that time to pray over some of the needs that we have in our lives. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread symbolizes all those day-to-day needs that we all have. Now, notice it says, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, so it's not just for me. It means that this is a time we can pray for others as well as ourselves. And this is something I felt God has challenged me in in the last few years. I felt like he's challenged me when I have a need to pray for others as well as my, as my need. So a lot of times when I've been praying for my family or praying for my kids, I felt God challenging me to pray for my friend's kids, to pray for their kids. So you can not only pray for your needs during that time, but pray for others' needs as well because it gives, says pray for our, our needs I pray for our daily bread. So I'm praying for others' needs as well. I feel like God's really challenging that. So be open to listening and hearing for prayers. You can pray for others. Now, the next line of the Lord's Prayer is, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So here's what, where this prayer would fit in. Now, we've gone through the morning and then maybe this is the afternoon. Now, what happens when you're with people all day? <laughs> you know, conflicts are gonna come up. Uh, Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. So as you have interactions throughout the day, things are gonna come up. But the interesting line of that scripture says, forgive us our debts. 
And what that means is when we're in conflict with people, I don't know about you, but when I'm in conflict with people, the first thing I think about is how crazy they are. Anybody else? I mean, they, I mean, they are crazy. I mean, I mean, I'm sure for most of us, you just think about how they reacted so crazy, how they did this so crazy, what they said was so crazy. But the Bible says to look at ourselves first. The Bible actually says, take the log out of your own eye before you can take the log out of somebody else's eye. So really look at yourself first. Ask God to show you what's your part in this conflict? What could you have done better? So many times, it, you know, maybe it is 90%. They overreacted. They did something wrong. But you know what? There's always something. I've noticed there's something I could have said or done or explained better to, to not to, or communication better so that this conflict didn't happen. So always own your own part first and go with that attitude. So forgive us our debts, being willing to look at that 10% that perhaps you've done. And then the next thing is I make the choice to forgive others. I make the choice at this point to forgive others. We need to be walking in forgiveness on a daily basis. And what does that mean? It, the Bible says not to let the sun go down in your anger. What does that mean? That means that every day we need to start fresh. That if we have a conflict with somebody, and this is what we do, we have a conflict with somebody and we just let it fester and go on and go on. But the Bible says, deal with your problems quickly. Don't let things go. I found one of the best things to do is to talk to the person that day or at least call them or deal with things quickly. Don't let things pile up and walk in forgiveness with people. Deal with things quickly. So forgiveness can be our afternoon prayer. And then the next part of our day, we are making our way home and we come to the last part of the Lord's prayer and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we can actually pray, lead us not to temptation. We can pray any of these prayers actually anytime throughout the day. But it says, lead us not in temptation. And I think we need to get ourselves ready for going home. So we've had a long day and we're on the way home. And what it means by lead us not in temptation, it's help us make right choices. Help us make right choices in our evening with our time. Help us make right, right choices when I walk in the door and there's shoes everywhere. <laughs> and I walk in the door and I wonder what my wife's been doing all day. You know, and I walk in the door and just, you know, I'm going to be tempted. First of all, for me, I get tempted to be a little bit judgmental. I don't know about anybody else, but I walk in the door. It's like, why can't you be like this and that? And how, you know, people are lazy or whatever. You know, I've got that temptation to be judgmental or the temptation to be critical or get angry or the worst, you know, blow up and stuff when you get in the door. I really want to encourage you as you go about your day on the way home, prepare yourself. Don't go in that door till you're mentally prepared that maybe your, your roommate's got the dishes in the sink. You know, prepare yourself. Lead us on a temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we're, that we'll make good choices for the rest of our evening. Another great place you can pray for others is something I learned actually from my mom and dad. And it was something really special that I saw them doing. And instead of just praying for their meals, just saying grace and blessing the food, my parents actually took the time to pray for people. They would take the time to pray for all the different family members. And it was such a sweet thing that I saw my parents do. It was so kind. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm usually pretty hungry. But they would spend 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes praying for people. And what a special thing that they did. And so Dennis and I thought, you know what? We can do that too. We can take this time. We need to have time that we pray for our family. This would be a great time for us to do that. So I don't think we were as, quite as patient as my parents, but, they, but we do get a tent. What we do is every day of the week, we, we pray for a different 
different family member. It's very structured. Every, this Monday's this person, Tuesday's that person. We pray for our family. So by the end of the week, we've covered our whole family in prayer. Isn't that awesome? So we take that time to pray. So, you know, use your mealtime as a time to actually pray for people and also bless the food, but just to pray for people. Take those few minutes in your evening to do that. Then we come to the end of our day and the last line of the Lord's prayer is, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And what I think that's saying is that we can recognize at the end of the day that God's all powerful, God's in control. And isn't that great? What a great way to end our day is like, God, you know, you got this. You're in control of our day. And so I hope hope through this whole thing, just ending the, the Lord's prayer at the end of the day and just, this is such a great thing just to weave prayer throughout the day. The pattern that God's given us is such a great day way to, to weave the Lord's Prayer throughout our day. So hopefully it gives you a vision for that. So I've got some few last thoughts in prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray in the Spirit at all times with all kinds of prayer, asking for everything you need. So what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? What does that mean? It means using those, being sensitive to those thoughts and impressions as you go out throughout the day. You know, I believe that when someone comes into your head, it's not just random. I really think, why not pray for them? You know, take those thoughts and impressions, like myself, what I did with our son, was like, his, his, he just came to mind, and I prayed for him that day. Take those thoughts and impressions about anything, anything that's coming on, any things that you're anxious about, use, just take that and use that as a cue to pray for your day, for, for those people. Then the scripture also says, verse 18, to pray with all kinds of prayer. So there's a lot of different types of prayer. So far, we've been talking about that spontaneous walking around prayer in our day, but there's also focused prayer. And that's something I want you to really be sensitive to as well. And focused prayer is taking those special times, like we took that Friday to pray for our family. There might be something special, like I know the other day that Dennis and I, we just, we really felt we were supposed to fast and pray for, for a particular situation. So we decided we were just gonna pray fast breakfast and lunch and we were off in our different directions and we'd call each other at lunch and just pray over a specific situation. And one of the great things about fasting is the Bible talks a lot about fasting and all the powerful things it does. It really helps you to focus on prayer. And in just a practical way, I know in the past when I'm fasting, I just, was just hungry and it was annoying, but I take those, those cues of hunger as, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be praying right now. So if you really have something on your heart that's really on, that's burdening on your heart, just take those cues as, as a time to pray. And just have those focused times of prayer. You know, I've had a couple of times where it's not just been spontaneous. I've felt like I really have a burden for prayer for somebody right now or a situation. And I've got down on my knees and I've really interceded and really had a burden to pray for something. In fact, a little, a few years ago, I had a specific person in mind that I was gonna be praying over, that they had something going on in their life that, was, that really needed some prayer. And as I was praying for them, God put in my mind somebody else, another family member. And I thought, no, 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 I'm supposed to be praying for this one person. This other person's doing fine. Let me focus. But I just kept feeling, no, you need to pray for this person. And so as I was really praying and I was really interceding for, for I just had this burden for prayer. And so I really prayed for whatever reason, I really prayed for this person for an extended period of time. And you know what, what happened? A few months later, they went through a major crisis in their life. They went through a major crisis and I believe God was preparing them, preparing them and God was helping them through that crisis because that prayer, prayer I prayed a few months before that. So there's all different types of prayer. 
So I hopefully this has given you just a real desire um, how you can weave prayer throughout your day and that you're gonna be inspired to grow in your relationship with God through prayer. This is how we develop our relationship with God is through prayer like this. And so I really wanna pray for everybody today. I really wanna pray for you that, that God will really put this in your life and then Joel's gonna come up. So Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the gift of prayer, Lord God, that gift that we have of talking to you. And I pray for each and every person today, Father. I pray that, that you'd really help them to, to know where to weave prayer throughout their day. I pray you'd help them to learn how to pray to you, Lord God, and how it's simple and how you desire to have that relationship with us, Lord God. Father, I pray that today we would move forward with a greater desire and a greater commitment to pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at celebrationedmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give on our website at celebrationemmonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.